everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hello, New Point. I want to welcome each and every one of you, however you are joining us. We're in a series called Under My Roof, and it's a teaching of where we're focusing on God's intention for the family because it's his idea. It's his design. It's his design for our lives. And I'm sure whether you've heard it or not, you probably have, have also said it. You've heard that saying, you know what? As long as you're under my roof, right? And obviously as parents, we mean more than just our house, okay? We're talking about influence. We're talking about authority. We're talking about all of that. And here's the news that I wanna share with you and I. We're all under God's roof, okay? Whether you and I wanna hear it, wanna embrace it or not, we're all under God's roof. And what is important is that you and I discover his ways, his thoughts, his plan, understand his design for us before we try to figure everything out. You know, it's like the old saying is, read the instructions first, okay? It'll save you a, a lot of frustration. And so today, we're gonna talk about the relationship builder known as conflict. You're right, I said that nasty word, conflict. That makes many of us cringe. And every person on earth, okay, every person who's listening to me right now, whether you're rich or poor, young or old, foolish or wise, guess what? We all experience conflict. No one is immune to conflict. Matter of fact, every healthy relationship has their share of conflict. And you might be a little bit naive. You might think that my family, Patty and my's family, that we have no conflict. I'm telling you, you're dead wrong. If you know anything about me, I've got an opinion. Guess what? They say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We have four kids. Guess what I've learned about them? All four of them have opinions. And guess what? We have conflict with one another. Matter of fact, probably in the last 15 months, we probably had more conflict than we had in the previous 10 years. And I think some of that contributes to just the COVID environment. You know, it's put all of us a little bit more on edge. And no doubt at your home or maybe at your workplace, you're finding that there's a little bit more conflict than there used to be. But every strong relationship has its share of conflict. And so it's not a matter of keeping conflict away. Okay, that's how you and I grow. It's a matter of how you and I approach it, how you and I handle it. And so for us to be able to handle it correctly and manage it correctly and approach it in the right way, we have to understand some trigger points because we have trigger points in my home and I'm sure you do at your home as well, okay? So let me give you some trigger points here today. One would be money, right? I mean, finances is at the top of the list of causing conflict, whether it's in a marriage or whether it's in a family. Maybe uh, the lack of it or how you're spending it. Maybe it's because right now you're, you're in a, a period of where you're struggling to meet the, 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 the needs of the family, but money is one. Another one is attention. 
is attention. Who's getting the attention in your family? Okay, you know, maybe dad, you feel like the kids are getting more attention than you and that causes a little bit of conflict. Maybe you feel that, that, that the one sibling is getting more attention than you. But it can be a major, major, major potential conflict in your family. You know, another one would be high expectations. Why? Because we always have high expectations don't we, for one another. I mean, we're always demanding more from our family than other people. And so we have high expectations. Another one would be in-laws. Yep, in-laws, okay? In-laws, okay, that relationship can be a little bit tricky. You know, like where are you gonna spend Thanksgiving? Where are you gonna spend Christmas? When are you going to be able to come over to our house and we get to see the kids, all right? And then also, just communication, communication. You know, how you and I talk to one another, whether it's a lack of respect, a lack of gratitude, taking things for granted, feeling entitled, all of these things here, money, attention, high expectations, in-laws, communication, all of these behaviors can erode a relationship over time. And so here's the question, all right? What separates those who successfully navigate conflict from those who find themselves continually being hindered by conflict and it undermines their relationship? You know, I, I believe that it comes down to posture and intention. In other words, it's how I approach it with my attitude and my heart. You see, the greatest impact on your ability and my ability to manage conflict in a healthy way is, is that we have to go in with the right kind of mindset. We can't go in with a fixed mindset of where we've already decided how this thing should end and what should happen, of where we're determined to fix the situation or maybe even worse, fix the person. And the intent is it just simply has to go my way. And so resolving conflict is that I get my way. I'm right, you're wrong. And then there's others who approach it in avoiding conflict. And they just hope that it goes away. Can't we all just get along, all right? And the intention is to believe that the other person should recognize the issue and just overlook it. And if they don't, it's their fault. And yet, I'm telling you, there are other people who approach it with a commitment to manage it in a healthy way so that they can grow and the other person can grow, so that they can come together and understand one another. Because here's what I believe. You ready for this? You can't have intimacy without conflict. Because the reason why we have conflict so often is because we don't understand one another. We're not really known. And so for us to be able to have intimacy, we have to be known. And for us to be known, we have to share our thoughts and our feelings and our opinions, which is usually different than somebody else. And so we have to be able to approach it in the right way. And yet I'm afraid that sometimes we approach it with an attitude of being superior. And we come with a sense of defensiveness, which ultimately creates damage in that relationship. 
And so here's what I want you to know. Keep this simple truth right there in front of you, okay? Being a jerk is not a prerequisite of engaging in conflict, okay? When we are jerks, basically what it says is that conflict scares us. We're fearful of having a healthy disagreement or dialogue or conversation. Now, here's what I want you to understand, and this is so, so, so important. The climate of your relationships improve when conflict is resolved, not ignored. Wow. When it's resolved and not ignored. When it's addressed and not ignored. Now, Proverbs gives us the key to this, all right? Look what he says here. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. Wow. What's he saying here? Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Never, 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 never. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. They need to be first and foremost on your mind. And so he says loyalty. One author says it like this. Loyalty is providing feedback to others because I want the best for them. Goes on, says not minimizing or ignoring my feelings to maintain harmony. That's what loyalty is. Loyalty is being proactive in addressing concerns rather than waiting for others to initiate. Wow. Loyalty is assuming the best in others' motives, choosing trust over suspicion. Loyalty is engaging rather than withdrawing when others initiate conflict with me. Wow. Goes on, and he says, kindness is prioritizing others' feelings over my own and listening first before jumping in with my own opinion. I have to confess, that's a tough one for me. Kindness is validating others' emotions and showing empathy. Kindness is assuming the best in others' motives. Again, choosing what? Trust over suspicion. Kindness is considering my body language. This is so important, isn't it? My body language and attitude while engaged in tough conversations. Kindness is taking time, this is huge, to process my thoughts and my emotions before engaging in conflict. Wow, isn't that great? Isn't that great? You see, see what happens is to handle conflict correctly, we have to be loyal and we have to be kind. I back to what Solomon says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Why? He says, then you will what? Then you will find favor. How do you find favor? By being loyal, by being kind. You'll find favor both with God and people, and you will earn a what? A good reputation. So what's the two critical qualities that you and I need to have? We need to have loyalty and we need to have kindness. 
And what happens is if you and I will, will, will find loyalty and kindness and write them upon our heart, it will do wonders for you and I in managing conflict. Now, I wanna give you some ways in which you and I can, can live this out in a practical way, all right, in your home. And not only in your home, but in any relationship that you have, whether it's at work or maybe with your boyfriend, your girlfriend. So let's look at them, all right? Conflict essentials is trust. That's the first one. Establishing trust begins with love. Now listen to me, love that's not based on an emotion. I'm talking about agape love. I'm talking about unconditional love. That is the only type of love that's not based on emotion. And it must serve as your thermostat in all of your relationships, in your marriage, in your home, at your workplace. You see, trust always believes in the best intentions of the other person, as opposed to distrust, which is always thinking that there's a hidden agenda and there's another reason for this conflict. You see, if the thermostat of your home is based on emotion, then guess what? The temperature of your home is going to continue to go up and down, up and down. And in this environment, trust evaporates because there's no solid foundation. But when you set the thermostat with agape love, unconditional love, now you have a firm foundation. You see, here's what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Love always trusts. Love always trusts. A person with this God love, okay, always trusts. That means that they're not gonna be suspicious of the one in whom they love. They'll be slow to believe any damaging news or wrong motives. Whatever the situation is, they're ready to trust. And to trust somebody means that you're ready to believe the best about them. You're not trying to figure out their motives. You're just gonna believe the best about them. So the first conflict essential is trust. The second one is truth. Y'all right? Y'all okay? Truth, yeah. You gotta have truth. And speaking the truth in every relationship is essential, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your mom and dad, whether it's with a coworker. Listen, lies will only undermine the trust that you've worked so hard to establish and develop. Ephesians talks about this in Ephesians 4, 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him referring to Jesus, who is the head, that is Christ. So the only way that you and I are gonna grow and become mature is if somebody speaks the truth to us. And so we have to have people who will speak the truth to us that we trust. Now, truth without grace is mean, but grace without truth is meaningless. And so you have to have grace and truth in any relationship, if it's gonna be healthy, if it's gonna be thriving, whether it's a marriage, whether it's parenting, whether it's in your home, whether it's at work. You see, if you, listen to me very carefully, if you cannot speak the truth in love, you will eventually resent the people that you love. Y'all okay on that one? And we got a lot of people who have a lot of resentment in their relationships because we haven't spoken the truth to them. You see, parents, mom and dad, one of the most selfish things that you and I can do, and it's hurtful, 
is to withhold truth from our kids. You know, we, we, we live in a culture where we're obsessed with being liked. And as a parent, mom, dad, you cannot trade truth for being liked. In the end, what happens is you will be despised by all if you and I hold back the truth. Not as a club, but in love. Let me give you another one, and that is tone. Tone is so important. Now, I have to work on this one, okay? Because I can say the right thing sometimes in not the right tone. And tone is all about how you share the truth, how you speak the truth. Paul says it like this. He says, speaking the truth in what? In love. Love is patient. Love is kind. And so we must speak the truth, but it must be in the tone of love. Listen, tone always, always dictates how a conversation will go and how it will end up. The tone of connection will always outpace the tone of correction. Do you get that? The tone of connection will always outpace the tone of correction. And, and, and it's tragic, isn't it? When something that you and I want to share with someone isn't heard because of the way in which you and I said it. And there's many issues that have been lost in families, in marriages, even in the church, not because of the content, but because of how we shared it, how we communicated it. And so what do the tone of connection and correction sound like? Well, guess what? Solomon has a word for us. He says, a soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath. That is connection. But harsh and painful and careless words stir up anger. That's correction. And so a good way to know if you're saying it to connect or correct is to pause and ask yourself, what's really my intent here? What's really my intent? Is, is my intent to help or is my intent to hurt? That's a good question. Why am I saying this? Am I saying this to her because I want to help her or I want to hurt her? And so tone matters. And then timing. Timing matters. Oh, this is so important, okay? If you and I are going to, going to be able to resolve conflict, if we're going to be able to handle it in a mature way, okay, um, we need to be able to be aware of the timing. Timing is everything. You see, our tendency is to deal with conflict when it's one of two extremes. When it's easy to resolve or it's turned into a full-blown crisis. And yet when conflict is somewhere in the middle, okay, that uncomfortable stage, okay, we have a tendency to ignore it. But if we ignore it, guess what? It just compounds and it will eventually go to a full-blown crisis. Or what will happen is we'll just leave the scene. You ever heard somebody say this? I don't know what happened in our marriage. We just seem to drift apart. That's because you didn't deal with that mid-level conflict in your life. You see, Solomon says this in Ecclesiastes 3.1, there is a time for everything, even for conversations, okay? B by the way, okay, it's not in bed, okay? <laughs> it's not you go to bed and you lean over and you say, hey, you know what? 
I've been meaning to share something with you. No, 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 okay? There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Now, I know what you're thinking, okay? I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Dwight, I, I appreciate that this is helpful, but you know what? I've, I've got some people in my life that, you know what, I've tried to resolve conflict with, and I just haven't been able to do it. It may be with my, my in-laws, it may be with my dad, my mom, it may be with my brother, my sister, or even my spouse. So what happens when you and I cannot resolve a conflict that we are hoping and praying will be resolved? Because here's what you need to understand, okay? Some conflicts are never resolved. And so what do you do with that? How do you move forward, okay, when conflict is kind of just simmering in the background? And, and I believe that, that it's so, 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 so important that you and I understand it because it's healthy to have conflict, okay? And so what we need to do is we need to humble ourselves and we need to manage the tension. And so here's what I mean by that. You have to resolve conflict versus managing tension, you say, Dwight, what do you mean by that? Well, there's some problems that need to be solved. There's some conflicts that need to be resolved. But then there's some tension. You say, do you and Patty have tension? We do. You know why? She doesn't think like me. I don't think like her. She has different perspective on some things. I have different perspectives on other things. And so there's going to be tension there because we're human beings. And so some of that you're never going to resolve. And if you do, what happens is you'll stop the progress in your relationship. And so you have to understand resolving conflict versus managing tension. So how do you do that? Well, you die on the right hills, okay? You die on the right hills. The reality is most things are basically a tension to manage. But we don't like tension, do we? We don't like tension. And those things that need to be managed, okay, aren't worth dying over. And the sooner you find that out, the better your relationships are going to be, especially the important ones. And so sooner or later, you're going to find out, hey, you know what? This is really worth fighting over. And you know what? This is not. This is just going to be a tension I'm going to have to manage with my son, or I'm gonna to have to manage with my mom, or I'm gonna to have to manage with my dad. And so what happens is we have to assess the situation and say, is it a conflict that needs to be resolved? Or is it a tension that needs to be managed? You say, how do you do that? Well, James tells us. James says, if you wanna know what God wants you to do, ask him. And he will gladly tell you, for he is always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask him, and he will not resent it. And so here's the thing. You just ask, God, is this a conflict that I need to resolve? Or is this just a tension that I need to manage? And so you need to do that. Here's the second thing, and that is protect the relationship. Protect the relationship. How do you protect the relationship? Are you asking more questions? or are you making more statements? Is your goal to understand or to be understood? Sometimes a, a conflict will arise out of, out, of, out of something that's just a misunderstanding. And it has the, listen, it has the potential to jeopardize the relationship. And you might disagree with a member's behavior or the way in which they choose to, to respond to something. But you have to ask yourself, 
you know what? Is my relationship more important than my opinion? Is my relationship more important than a project? You see, Paul tells us in Ephesians 4, 2, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Listen, even if the conflict escalates, always, listen, always make the relationship the highest priority. Maintain open communication. Don't burn your bridges. Prioritize the relationship. And then third is set clear boundaries. Sometimes you just have to set clear boundaries. Here's what Jesus said. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So what is a boundary? A boundary is saying this is okay and this is not okay. And so sometimes you just have to say, hey, you know what? Here's where I'm at on this. And I'm gonna ask you to honor my boundary. This is okay and this is not okay. And then finally, you just need to pray. You really need to pray. Because what happens is the enemy wants to come and divide you. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's gonna point out all these differences in, in your life with one another, and you need to pray. Jesus said it like this. He said, pray for those who mistreat you. And many times, guess what? We feel mistreated when we're in conflict, don't we? We feel the other person doesn't understand. They don't know what's going on. And so we need to pray for them that God will help them to understand our point of view, but we need to pray for ourselves that we'll have patience and love and grace and understand where they're coming from. And so you trust God and you maintain an open spirit, an open heart. You see, listen, unresolved conflict is not easily to navigate in any relationship. And I trust that these things that I'm sharing with you today will help you to be able to reframe the conflict and to be able to understand it. Because here's what I know, okay? Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. I have to make the effort. I, 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 I can't take a, a passive view of the conflict that's going on in my life. I have to make every effort to be able to do what? To look for peace, to look for common ground, to be able to be open and receptive. Now, again, you're not gonna resolve every conflict. But here's the important thing. Reconciliation means that you reestablish the relationship. That means that you prioritize that relationship, okay? Resolution means that you solve every issue. Listen, sometimes you just need to be in the relationship even if you can't resolve every issue. And so think about your situation right now. Have you made every effort? Maybe it's a relationship with your dad, your mom, your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, your boss, whoever. Have you done that? You see, here's what you need to understand. Relationships are important. And you need to be fighting for the spirit of unity. Not my way, not your way, but ultimately his way. And so many times, if you find yourself constantly in conflict with other people, it just may be that you're in conflict with God. And you see, what happens is you can't have peace with other people until first you make peace with God. And if I'm not at peace with God, then I'm not going to be at peace with anyone. 
And so if you find yourself constantly in conflict, that's unhealthy. And maybe today you need to settle the biggest conflict in your life. And that is your relationship with God. You say, Dwight, how do I do that? You can pray a simple yet life-transforming prayer. Just say, God, I want to be at peace with you. And I thank you for sending Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to allow me to be forgiven of my sins and to come in right relationship with you. And so I invite you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I ask you to fill me with your spirit of peace so that I can begin to make every effort to be at peace with those in my life. Help me to realize that conflict is inevitable. And so I need to approach it in a healthy way that honors you. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you that you're the God of peace and that when we have peace with you, your peace will flow through us to our spouses, to our kids, to our moms and dads, to our family, to our friends. And so today, may we lay this foundation and have the courage to be able to process the conflict that's in our life so that we can grow and so that other person can grow. May we never allow loyalty and kindness to leave us so that we can be able to be men and women who handle conflict in a way that honors you and grows us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We wanna say thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time.